I'm not looking to like get on a stage. I'm not looking to pack on more muscle. Uh, I'm, I'm plenty big. I'm plenty muscular. It's more about watching my caloric intake and how strategically did I eat and how much sugar did I avoid or how much crap did I avoid in my day? Like, did I, did I eat an avocado instead of a donut? Did I have good nutritionally dense foods? All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and the Fit Mother Project podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of my friends and a man that I have the utmost respect for, Chris Wilson. And we're going to be getting into a deep discussion today on health and well-being, but through a deep lens, the lens of mind, body, and spirit integration. And before we get into that, I want to take a moment to read Chris's bio because you need to hear about what this guy has done over his career. Uh, Chris has worked in the fitness industry for over 20 years. It may even be 30, and you can correct me in a bit, Chris, if that's the <laughs> truth. He's seen and done it all, basically from working in health clubs at the front desk to becoming a personal trainer in 1999. And he's trained over 15 to 20,000 hours with clients ranging from 10 to 90 years old. But that's just like the training side of Chris's life. He also has this really big online presence, and he oversees two amazing brands. One is strong by design. They have a podcast and there's going to be links in the show notes for you to check that out. It's really amazing. As well as a website and a brand called Critical Bench. And those brands together have over a million subscribers, over 4,000 videos. And I would truly say are brands that really help shape like the online fitness space in a big way and, and just adding a lot of legitimacy and great information. Um, and Chris's background on the fitness side, he specializes in all sorts of kind of modalities, functional exercise, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, bodybuilding, strongman, kettlebell. So he knows basically everything you can know about the training side. But what we're going to talk about today is not just fitness. It's going to get into some of Chris's like deep mission. And that really is on the core belief that he believes that we're all made in God's image to have a strong mind, body, and spirit. And he aims to be a resource for all people dedicating to getting stronger on those dimensions. Chris resides, I still believe, in Florida with his wife, Samantha, and their beautiful children, Callan and Cameron. And he's a huge fan of college and pro football, and he loves his dogs and cats. So Chris, welcome to the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project communities. We are so happy to have you here today. Oh man, wonderful. So great to reconnect with you, Anthony. It's been a couple of years since you were a guest on our podcast. And so uh, just, I love this opportunity. Me too. And um, time does fly. You know, I know it has been three years, but it also seems like kind of like a blink. You still look like fantastic. I would say even healthier and happier than before. So obviously practicing what you preach. And um, I kind of framed it up in the intro that I want to talk about this particular topic, creating balance and stability in your health, body, and spirit. Mm. And so I want to kind of get into maybe your experience of what's true. We throw around these ideas of mind, body, and spirit a lot. We mm. say these words and we kind of lump them into this idea of holistically, but can you kind of break down what you experience is true about mind, body, and spirit? Like what's the connection between those things yeah. or even the differentiation between mind, body, and spirit? Yeah. Wow. That's a big question. Um, and over the years I've answered it probably several different ways. Um, I think there's no way to truly separate those three things. Um, we're human beings. And every day we are moved in our life some way physically, um, some way emotionally, and some way spiritually. And it's they, there's a massive overlap. And I think while a lot of people will out there will argue that 
balance in life is impossible, I think it needs to be a goal that we all strive for. Um, and to have balance in our relationships, so in our marriages, in our uh, relationships with our children and our coworkers and our family members and our friends. Um, and certainly, if we're not at our peak, we're not investing enough in our own health and well-being, we're no, no good for anyone else. So that obviously very quickly brings the body part in because we need to be, I don't want to say selfish, but we need to absolutely dedicate time and effort and energy uh, to our own health and vitality so we can show up in a big way for all those people in our lives that count on us. And then certainly, last but not least, in fact, it's first for me is, is a connection to our creator. And we've been very bold over the years at Critical Bench that we are a business that uh, is uh, largely made up of Christians and how we see the world. You said it just uh, right just a minute ago with how the lens, the filter that we use in, in, in how we see things, our perspective. And we're always kind of thinking big when we're thinking vertically. And um, I'm not saying by any means am I perfect. I'm just more aware, I think, of my shortcomings as we all should be. As I get older, I become a bit wiser, thankfully. And um, I see the holes and and where I'm weak and where I need to improve and where I need accountability, where I need help. And that's all grounded and rooted for me in my prayer life and my um, my connection to God and and the, the people that I surround myself with that are like-minded. And then we can all kind of move in the same direction together. And, and um, it's just been really, it's all come together so nicely for me in the last 10 years being a part of Team Critical Bench and you know, being one of the the drivers in our content and and in the way we are um, showing up in the world for all of our fans and followers and 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 customers. And so, um, I it's just it it's great. I have such a piece about what I do for a living and who, and who we're reaching and who we're helping. And uh, I, you know, we say TGIM here at Critical Bench because. We, we love our families and our weekends and baseball and dance and all the stuff I do with my, my kids and my, and my dogs and cats. Like you say, you know, I love, I love my family life and my home life, but I love what I do for a living. So showing up on Monday is actually a lot of fun and knowing I have another week to do something I enjoy and make an impact. Mm-hmm. So I want to unpack that a little bit more. I think it's very clear to everyone listening to this that you know, the idea of like on the airplane, they do a little pre-safety checks and they're like, if something happens, put on your oxygen mask first. Like we hear that, right? And the body is is part of the things that we do in service of the body enable us to show up for our families and our roles and our communities. It's also so apparent to me, the mind-body connection, right? When the body is good, the mind ends up feeling more positive and energized. And that's like the disposition. And then when your mind is a dispositionally happier, you know, your mindset, then you do more things for your body. So that connection is very clear. But like, what is spirit? 
And I have my mm. answers, but I kind of want to like get, tease that out a little bit more. It seems like there's an aspect of service. There's an aspect of purpose. There's an aspect of connection to your sense of a higher power of God. And now I guess I'll do a quick road stop here. Like me and I, I got, because this is going to be a spiritually oriented conversation, we know where you stand. And I'll, I'll say this too. Like I have a deep personal connection with God too. We don't make this overt necessarily in our content, but in this conversation today, it probably will be. So for me, it's this connection in his prayer life. And it's feeling like I'm allowing God's love to, to fill me up and to flow through me by these hands. I do this good work and service. So maybe that's some of my answer to spirit, but what is spirit exactly? And how is it different than mind? We know bodies, this tangible kind of matter aspect, but can you tease those out a little bit for me in your estimation? Certainly. Yeah. It's a, it's a great distinction and um, a great point to make. My apologies if I if you saw me shifting and moving around a little bit. I had two. I I did have two drinks in front of me. Now I have one <laughs> as I knocked my water down to to reach for my energy drink. I should have been just going for the water and not the energy drink. My apologies, uh, but <laughs> these are real life struggles, right? For sure. Um, so anyway, um, so the distinction I think between mind and spirit. I think mind is very much more. Um, more of an internal thing. Um, I think it's more of a a me thing. It's more of a what you know. I I, th- I think it's more of just a a purely human thing. And mm-hmm. and what I mean by that, I think we all have a mind, and we're all very different. As much as we're alike, we're all very different, and unique, and that's the way we were created and and that's what's amazing right everyone's everyone's different there's no one on the earth that's the same as someone else um and that's pretty pretty beautiful and that's mind we all operate within our own mind the way we see the world our perspective our 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 experiences that really make us different and 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 distinct but then the spirit side is where our mind can connect to what I think of as a power source, um, something that we all have access to. Every single person has access to it. Those listening who are either believers or or not. And, you know, the spirit side is something that allows your mind to knock down boundaries and eliminate roadblocks and overcome obstacles and things because it's not just about us. It's not just about me and the way my mind works. It's about how I was created and how powerful we all are, um, especially when we're connected to each other and to who created us. Because I, I can't believe for a second, I just can't, that we are just here by random chance and <laughs> we're just a a series of mistakes that happened over and over and enough times to where we turned out from elements and rocks formations, you know, (laughs) eventually life started. And then all of a sudden there's a human being. I just can't believe it for a second. That's like thinking that the oceans will wash up on the shore. And eventually if they do it just right, they will carve out a sentence that reads, I love mom. And I don't think an ocean anywhere on any beach in the earth, any time ever in history has ever done that. Not even one letter, let alone 
a whole sentence. All right. And we're a little bit more um, incredibly designed than that. So I really think there's a purpose behind all of us as human beings. And we are not tapping into our full potential if we just stay in our own mind. I think we have to move out of the purely horizontal life and go more vertical and do that on a daily basis if possible. And um, and I, I made a choice many years ago. I mean, I grew up in the church, but I was not at all a, a practicing Christian for a good part of my life. I made a choice about 10 years ago, once I suffered some major loss in my life, to have a stronger connection to God rather than w- what I did have at the time. And so I moved towards him rather than away from him when I, I suffered some major loss. That's honestly like an incredibly beautiful answer. <laughs> I, it, makes, it makes so much sense to me. And it also makes me think that we can look around and see some different archetypes of people expressing in some of these buckets, but not necessarily all of them. You can mm-hmm. think of someone that has spiritual connection, a happy dispositional mind, but a failing body. You can think of someone with a body that is very healthy and a mind that is somewhat tortured and lacking spiritual depth. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have this inner striving for health, which means wholeness, which means a piece of all of that. Yes. If not, if not as much of all of that as we can. Mm-hmm. And I think there's signs and symptoms in each of these categories that you can see if you're off track. Like with the body, there's pains, there's excess weight, there's inflammation. With the mind, there is anxieties, there's fears, there's racing thoughts. And with the spirit, there's like, there's depression or a feeling of lack of meaning, lack of energy and motivation to go do. Like speaking to perhaps the positive and the negative aspects of expression in each of these categories, basically what I just shared, but if you have anything to plus on how these things express and how we see them manifest in our own personal experience or maybe watching our family members. Yeah. I think there's a couple of key words. Um, you, 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 that was a great point that you just made. Um, the only thing I could say to, uh, add to it would be two things pop into my mind are our purpose in life and peace in life. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of people suffering from a lack of both. And I think that can be a real killer. And I think that's the start of a lot of people's depression, anxiety, um, woe, um, lack of direction, um, lack of energy, lack of drive. All of these things come down to like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Or am I just punching a clock and you know going through a 24 hour period and I don't really you know I'm just going to do it again tomorrow wash and repeat and then also a peace that a lot of people don't have and I think true peace and this is my personal opinion and I I I'm sure there's millions of other people that feel this way I think only true peace can come from God from come from who created us just like a child I don't think would ever have really true peace unless they were connected to their parents, their mom and their dad, their creator um, on a smaller scale, of yeah. course. But I, I really think, right? I mean, you see this, the, the disruption that just a lack of a one parent, let alone both in a child's life is catastrophic to their development and their way of finding themselves in their life. And you see these people that are just broken at a young age because they didn't have what they needed. And I think we need that. We need our our Father in heaven, 
to to guide us in order to have both peace and purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on that note too, I think what's kind of unique too is insofar as you shared that every individual person is is unique in their mindset and their direct experiences, we also have unique expression of our problems in these areas. We all have our unique challenges in these areas. And what I've learned in my life is in each of these areas, I've had tremendous challenge in one time or another, but it's also in wrapped in that challenge was some of the greatest lessons in growth in, in like in, in revealing of treasure that was baked into any of these. When I had horrible injuries and stuff in my body, I was able to learn how to become deeper and stronger on the other side of that. When I felt so lost spiritually in times of my life, I was able to come on the other side and be found and and to have finding on that. So um, can you speak about the idea of looking at problems and stressors in these categories and how you personally reframe those or approach those or what happens when shit hits the fan in any of these categories? Like, How do you relate to that as a man who's accomplished and spiritual. And I'm sure you've had your own share of licks and bumps too. Yeah. Oh man. Another really good, insightful question. My goodness. I'll tell you, I mean, we're, we're kind of roughly in the same phase of life, you know, uh, you know, plus side of 40. Mm-hmm. I, I, I assume you are <laughs> I'm not trying to age you, but, um, you know, family, children, you know, all, all of those things. I listen, my whole life, since I can recall, I, I've had a short fuse and a little bit of a, an anger problem. And I I think partly uh, from my father, I think it's a bit genetic. And then it was reinforced with the way I was raised. And then also with just a lack of focus on it or seeing it as the, the you know, the, the, the problem that it was. And as I've gotten older, Every decade, I feel like I can look back and be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm markedly better now than I was ten years ago and ten years before that." In terms of like just my reaction to things, I'm a I'm a people person. I'm very enthusiastic, super passionate guy, but to a fault. And sometimes those emotions get the best of me, uh, as they can for all of us at home with our kids, with our spouse, with coworkers, all those things. But I use this this connection to a higher calling, if you will, to be able to make these small corrections in my life and, and an awareness. I think I I'd said an awareness earlier. I it's it's being aware of my faults and my shortcomings and and seeing opportunities to grow. So I think a lot of us get stuck in our problems and get stuck in these, you know, these day-to-day struggles. And don't see them for what they can be, which are opportunities for growth. And I used to let things just wreck me for maybe hours at a time or maybe a whole day. Whereas now I I think I can overcome things much faster because I I can kind of look up for that help to be more grounded in something. Like I can't do this on my own. I, I, I need help, you know? And miraculously, things have a way of just lining up and working out and... The fact that that happens so often, you know, yeah. so regularly, it it just it can't just be by coincidence and things. And the way people, you know, end up being in your life, and to what degree, and the way people are sometimes removed from your life, uh, as as sometimes they need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I think so many people let the day to day strains and struggles and 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 um, roadblocks and 
and challenges can really just shake them to their core and and they don't feel like they have control over things when really if you can give up your control look up and say I can't do this on my own I need you and the more you can do that and train yourself to do it because it is a practice the more you'll see those challenges and those hiccups and those difficulties uh, have a way of subsiding much quicker and come yeah. at you a little bit less I feel like sometimes yeah it was really well said and it made me actually think of like the serenity prayer, yeah. which was something that's very much uh, espoused by Alcoholics Anonymous. And obviously it's a lot of wisdom, but it effectively goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's right. I think that's like a good summation of, of some of the things you're talking about, but also like faith, right? This idea of faith that... It's in your heart without necessarily having evidence. You just have a, a sense that things are all on a track and trajectory for your best benefit. Mm-hmm. And like, let's look at even like exercise. Like exercise is a stress and oftentimes like uncomfortable, but we enter that willingly because we know on the other side of that is growth. And we look at nature, like we look at like a newborn baby, like we have a young baby at, at home now and just the whole process of like starting off, there's pain, there's blood, there's struggle, there's strife. And like, that's just baked into natural law. So if we kind of recognize that almost, we all could see we're always constantly being molded and it's what we choose to make of those things that mm-hmm. make it an adaptive or maladaptive stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. Uh, how, how we can use those things to just improve upon ourselves. And mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I didn't reflect on that very often um, in my earlier years. I think once, once I hit 40 and I just, I started to see things differently. Uh, and I think that's kind of a point in a lot of people's lives, men and women, where you know, they're, they're, they have children, their family's probably about where it's going to be, give or take maybe another kid or two that can, can, can come. And um, I think we start to realize our, um, our role and how other people look to us as certainly for men, I can speak about, you know, as providers and protectors and leaders and all of these things. And we have to be there physically and emotionally. And uh, I just want to show up as good as I can for other people that count on me. And I just, I know, again, I go back to, I, I can't do it by myself. I need to rely on people that I know have my best interests at, at heart, like my coworkers and my wife and, and the guys I coach baseball with and, you know, all of this stuff. And and the more you can surround yourself with those types of people, because I think a lot of us need to do some, you know, some um, evaluation, right, of, <laughs> of, of of the bad influences in our life. And, yeah. and didn't we have a lot of more of those in our 20s and certainly in our mm-hmm. teens? And then as you get older, it's okay to be a little bit more selective about mm-hmm. who you're engaging with all the time. And you know, because I, the iron sharpens iron yeah. way of, of living your life, you know, you want to be around other swords to, you mm-hmm. know, kind of sharpen your sword. And so, um, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm so blessed with how things have worked out and I'm really excited about what's to come. And I think a lot of people, I saw an Ed Milet, um, and he's great. He's a great motivational speaker, uh, super successful, uber successful businessman. And his words are very powerful. And, um, 
he said something about you know about hope and 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 uh, and faith and and looking forward to things and having a you know like a childlike excitement about what's to come and and I think once those dreams in your life start to sometimes die certainly in your 40s or 50s like is this it is this all you know and it mm-hmm. comes back to purpose and stuff and for me it's kind of like what's next you know i'm i'm in a, in the middle of a really good book and i'm getting excited for the what the next chapter is about mm-hmm. and I, I i would love for more people to be excited about the next chapter and not be thinking back to all the previous ones and be living in their past we need yeah. to we need to live for for today and we need to be hopeful for tomorrow really well said and i i want to hammer that home that idea of like and like if we could take a moment all right now to audit and reflect in our lives of like of the important values and domains of our life family work finances relationships contribution etc where do we have excitement in which domains do we have excitement in which domains feel stagnant yeah and if we can reflect there and then use that awareness you were talking about to like to think creatively and then use our action to make changes that we get on a good trajectory, right? And I, I, what's interesting is like last year, I went through some big physical challenges with two surgeries, some stuff like this. And it was actually a time where I felt less excitement about the very same work that I do today but it's the same work. It's just my relationship has changed. Wow. I've, I've related to things differently. I've gone a little further down the path. So it's like you could even, even if you don't feel excitement right now, you could still be in the right dojo. It's not like it's necessarily you need to jump ship. I mean, maybe you jump ship in some instances, right? But sometimes it's just relating to things differently that are the same things. Maybe, and I mean, I'm not further far enough along in marriage to give any bit of marriage advice, but I imagine if you've been married for 50 years, that's just a reinvention in the same dojo. And how can we bring that excitement and joy? Because that excitement and joy seems like that's the essence of like of life. Mm. And more of that seems like a good thing to to seek. Yeah. Oh, without question. People meet, need to be more joyful. We all have experienced that. Everyone comes in contact with someone who's joyful. And that could be someone just our everyday stop for coffee. It could be somebody in our neighborhood that we see that goes for walks with their dogs or him. And these are people that we encounter on a, on a regular basis and they just have a sparkle in their eye or an extra, and it, it, it's, it's because I think they are living for today and they're hopeful for tomorrow and they're not letting maybe their past really anchor them to something negative or, or awful. I mean, I know there's a lot of great people out there that had a, super troubling childhood and it's really difficult for them to get past things and let go of things but if if they want to really enjoy today and be joyful for tomorrow we people have to find a way to overcome that they have to mm-hmm. regardless of what it is whether it was the loss of somebody or abuse of some kind um you need to be able to put time into recover from that and overcome that and um in order for you to get the you know the the most out of life um i mm-hmm. i think i'm sure you've come into contact with many people who are just so stuck in something from years yeah. past and they cannot seem to to get away from it it's almost like a um something latched around their ankle you know like a, yeah. just a weight that just pulls at yeah. them and holds them back 
from greatness. And, um, mm-hmm. it, and I, I feel for those people because it's not easy. But life is so much better if you can find a way to, to get past things. And I think that's also the heart of compassion and like the, 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 the wisdom that transcends any particular religion, but the idea of loving your neighbor as yourself mm. is when you can analyze your own being and experience and see that you have these problems and challenges, recognize that you have overcome them and you do overcome, be present with joke, hope and joy for the future. And you can see that same bit in other people. Yeah. That's where I think we can lessen the judgment and get more into love and connection and that's when humans can charge one another up. I think yes. we have this unique ability to either bring each other down or to bring each other up. And right. the up can go a lot further than the down. Uh, you know, like the polarization eventually splits people apart and there's no more negativity that happens after a certain point, but the up is almost endless. So that's that's a cool thing. Yeah. Now, in, in the title of this, we talked about the idea of creating balance and stability. And before mm-hmm. we get into like part two of this conversation where we get into some practical advice you have in the different categories, mind, body, spirit, what does it mean, in your opinion, to be stable? Like, what is stability? Why do we want it? How does that show up in these different categories of life? Maybe you break it down there, but I want to talk about the idea of stability because I think that's a very intentionally chosen word here, mm. and it's going to be relevant for the back half of this combo. Wow. That's good. Stability. What is stability? And I'll tell you, I think stability is finding that strength that we all possess to show up each day and and be at our best, at least what we're capable of in that day. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all go to bed at night and we all wake up in the morning at different times, some of us certainly. And we make choices and decisions right when we wake up in terms of how we feel and what the day looks like and the people that we're responsible for. And you got to check yourself. If, if, if you've maybe had a tough night's sleep, you know, and you're like, Oh man, today I got a big day ahead of me. (laughs) And you can either make that day the best it possibly can be by telling yourself with that internal voice, that, that small voice of that we all have in our head that, you know what? I don't feel great. Today's a big day. I got a lot on my plate, but I'm going to give everything my very, very best. And mm-hmm. you know what? I get to go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow and I'll probably feel better or whatever, you know, but we have to see, I don't say it's glass half, half full type stuff, but um, I really do feel like that stability really stems with how we talk to ourselves and what we believe we're capable of every single day that we wake up. And every day looks a little bit different. And there's some days that just feels easy. Some days mm-hmm. just come easy for you, right? Yeah. Everything like traffic's not an issue, right? You you woke up, you feel good. Uh, you know, uh, the, your kids are in a good mood. Your spouse is in a good mood. You know, everybody at work's doing great. And you're like, wow, man, today... Today's easy <laughs> and you're just coasting. And then there's other days it feels like the opposite, but you have control over you. And so it's being less reactionary and more, just more steady, more sturdy, yeah. stronger, and not letting the winds of life just yeah. sway you around, right? Like a, like a, like a tree that you, you know, 
But like a tree, you are rooted in something, you know, that is very, very strong and um, is not going to topple you over and you can take it. You can handle it. You got it. And we, we just need to tell ourselves that more. It's just that internal voice, I, I really mm-hmm. think, creates that stability. And then obviously, going back to what we talked about earlier, it's for me, it's getting on my knees and, and praying and, and starting with gratitude, typically, because we're all so very blessed. And I think that can reset us and stabilize us nicely is when we look at what we all have when it comes to relationships and people and, and things, not possessions. And be just so very grateful for our many blessings. And then when you when you go that route, man, it's really easy to just charge up. Yeah, that's so well said. I think that analogy I was thinking that you said of the tree, like the winds of life are constantly blowing and changing. And the tree, the tree that is strong is unique because it's thick and it has deep roots, yeah. which was cultivated over time through like nourishment. Yep. Like the stuff you do physically for yourself gives you more stability and deeper, stronger roots, yep. as well as fulfilling your purpose. If we're going to take this analogy to its nth degree of like the purpose of extending out, capturing light, providing shade and ecosystem, like the more you have purpose, you have more stability. Yep. But the tree has some give. Like the, the board yes. that is so stiff will break easily. The rubber that can move a little bit, but is still strong, like good luck trying to break a piece of rubber like that. It's very, very difficult. So there's this dance between control and not control and finding your roots in these internal practices. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really nice segue to like part two, which I'll call like taking this stuff into practical advice, probably through the lens of what works for you, what you've seen work for clients, people at Critical Bench, et cetera. Like let's break down in the categories of mind, body, and spirit in that order. When it comes to mind, the goal perhaps is to have a happy, clear, focused, connected, peaceful experience of life as much as possible while also being stable through the changes. Mm-hmm. What practices do you believe are very important um, mm-hmm. for cultivating a balanced and stable mind? Yes. I really think having having a connection to things that matter and usually that comes down to people and to relationships and you know your place in the world I, I think that that's what brings peace to my mind is like doing what i do for a living really helps encourage others and helps guide others and supports others it's very service oriented and outward kind of this outward i'm not like in my in my own stuff, I'm just I'm more thinking about others uh, more, and I think that's always a, a really good thing because it gets you out of your own head. I think it's really yeah. good for your mind when you're focused on other people, not your own stuff, because your own stuff has a way of working itself out when you're just pouring into others. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made a habit of that over the years. And and being part of things that matter, you know, being on a team like where, where I am here uh, at Critical Bench and, and all the many things I'm part of here um, as VP of content, I oversee all aspects of content in our business. And there's lots of different areas of the business. And But also, like I said, I, I coach my son's Little League and I'm connected there to all these great volunteers and, and other dads and coaches. And that's good for my mind, for my mental state. Mm-hmm. And 
and the competitive spirit and and seeing our kids all grow together and, and excel and and have fun and all 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 that comes with it and then you know church and and um and my neighborhood i i love the neighborhood i'm in and the neighbors that i have and um you know, being there for each other and helping each other and uh sharing uh experiences and going through life together and all of these things really come down for me to how am I showing up in other people's lives? And, and for me, that does so much for my mental state um, where I, when I go to, and it, secondly, I'll say uh, again, it's, it's looking up and, and praying. Um, and before I go to bed and sleep would be another huge part of this. So if you want to have a good mental state or, or be uh, at your best mentally, I think sleeping um and, and less technology, more reading, and 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 you'll fall asleep mm-hmm. faster. Uh, but I I I'm, I get my best sleeps, and I sleep pretty darn well. Are when I lay in bed, and I just I think this is where a lot of people are are challenged. People will sit there and they'll go through their day, what I could have done better, what I need to do tomorrow, like all of these things, like. And all that does is create stress and anxiety. It does not promote restful uh, sleeping. So I, I just, in my mind, again, I go back to gratitude. I thank God for my blessings. I usually repeat some scripture and and I fall asleep within minutes. I am just, and that's where I get my deepest sleep for that first hour or so when I fall asleep, like most of us do. And I think that just leads to a consistency of good, sleeping habits and patterns mm-hmm. and waking up refreshed and feeling good for the next day. And I, that's where your brain, that's when you're, if you want your mind to feel right, it happens while we're sleeping. Cause that's when all the good things are happening in our brain, when it's shutting down our computers that we've been operating from all day long yeah. and letting the, the, the midnight crew come in and clean things up and take out the trash and yeah. set it up for a, a good day tomorrow. And, we all can do better. I can still do better at it, but I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Great answer. A couple things that occur to me as you were sharing that too, is if someone listening to this feels like they're at a state right now where the mind that we described is like what we all consider generally optimal or desirable with the mind, the peace, the joy, the optimism, the focus, all that energy... If you feel like you're deficient on that, it's good to get very intentional about practices. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, which, which might mean like you are actually journaling, you're actually keeping a gratitude mm-hmm. journal, you're mm-hmm. actually setting a target each week to do something good for someone, you're mm-hmm. actually reaching out to friends, family, and trying to foster more connections mm-hmm. intentionally. Just as like when you're trying to get your fitness right, you're very intentional about your meal plan and your workouts. Mm-hmm. If you can be intentional about this mind category, getting better sleep you see gains and then it becomes, you become unconsciously competent in time, which I can Chris is probably where you're at this stage of so much positive momentum, so many ingrained habits. It's just like how you roll. Yep. And it's just kind of like baked in. And like, that's really cool because that starts to feed everything just so much. And the other thing I think on mind is like, uh, we have this sense of conscience, like when we know that we're on the path, whatever mm-hmm. our sense of our highest path is or when we're not. 
And like, I know when mine is screaming at me, like there's something not right here. If there's a little alarm bell, that's like something is not in alignment. Yes. The mind, the, it's like, that's a mind's course correcting mechanism. It's not always comfortable, but like when you're living in alignment, which obviously you are meaningful work, great family contribution, having these types of deep conversations, like the mind feels good. Yes. The experience is good. So alignment seems like it's another aspect. And then like, man, the cascade of sleep and all these neurochemicals. I think there's a lot of stuff right now with just our culture of always being lots of information, lacking deep connection at times, constantly notified on things, light from the screens. It is a lot of, there's a war on your mind, whether it's an intentional or not, it exists. And I think it's an area where we all can continue to do better. Yeah. Um, that was great. Oh, that's great. I, I love that. And you made me think of a friend of ours, Travis Stetzel, who has forged father. You might be familiar with him. I've heard of it. Yeah. He's a total beast. I mean, he's, he makes me look like a, a puny weakling. He's just, he's unbelievable. He's got muscles on muscles. His father of four <laughs> daughters, just a terrific guy. But he talks about living in alignment all the time in his, in his, uh, on his Instagram and things like that. And it's so true. It's, what you just said is exactly what he preaches all the time. It's like when we know we should be on the narrow path or what path we should be on, and we're not there, it's like we're in 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 real time, we are living a life to us that doesn't feel true because yeah. like we want to be here, but we're we're there. You know, yeah. our our mental side is not lining up with our, you know, our our physical uh the process of walking through life, living life out and what we see for ourselves. And so when you can, you know, match up the way you live your life, your lifestyle with the goals and dreams that you have for your life, that's alignment. And that's a yeah. great thing. And that does provide a lot of peace. And again, I will be the first one to say, I am not perfect at this. I, I may appear and sound that way. And because as you said, when you create so much momentum in your life, you're a, a wrecking ball that cannot be stopped, really. Uh, a wrecking ball for good. Yeah. But I still have my moments and my days that are tougher, where I'm maybe more sluggish or I'm not showing up the way I need to show up or I didn't start my day off the right way. Or, and it, I am absolutely fallible. But I, I pick myself up really fast and, and overcome yeah. that and get past it quickly. I don't let it bog me down. That's a, that's like the meta skill that not enough people talk about in all these domains is your ability to course correct. Yes. And like we talk about this a lot on the physical side. It's like it's inevitable something's going to happen. Busy week, miss workout, ate too much at this particular time, feel bloated, feel a little unmotivated today. But like your ability to shift back into that aligned path and those aligned habits and allow those drifts to be very small, like that's just the nature of it. And I think people are realizing that more and more. Yes. Now let's talk about body. It's, I think it's really unique that we can talk to you in particular because you know so much about all these different kinds of training. You've probably had periods of your life where you trained your ass off and you were doing all a bunch of crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and my intuition says that you're now in a, in a path that's like integrated, more moderate, like you have your kind of flow. So like what I'm asking you is, as a busy dad, as someone working in a really high impact business, as someone who like has deep spiritual connection, like what are your non-negotiables on the body front? What do you do around nutrition, sleep, supplementation, exercise? What are your targets every week? How do you approach it? What's the framework that you approach body habits for balance and stability? Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, first I'll say, you know, I, I, I am not a smoker. Uh, I, 
drink very little, um, a couple beers here and there, maybe a glass of wine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a daily kind of guy. I'm kind of just, I don't even think about it. Uh, certain times in the, in a, on a weekend or during the week, if I want a beer, I have a beer. Uh, but it's, it might take me two weeks to drink a six pack, you know, it might. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I, cause I think a lot of us struggle with, you know, addictions uh, of, of many yeah. kinds. I'm an for addict sure. for coffee, you know, uh, but I, I don't let it derail me. Um, but I think when it comes to like alcohol and, and certainly cigarettes or vaping or any of that other stuff, or you go further than that drug use, uh, that is an immediate derailer of ultimate health and, 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 uh, and, and really tapping into what your, your, what your body wants for you. And yeah. so we got to find a way to remove those or certainly drastically reduce them. Number one. Uh, mm-hmm. secondly, so those are, would be non-negotiables for me, I guess, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, abusing those or doing those, um, a good night's rest, as I as I've already said, is is so highly Im- important. And um, I've been doing a lot more reading at night rather than looking at TV or or my phone or anything. And I'll tell you that really has lent to me, you know. Although the book was really good as I got to the end, so I was staying up later to read the book that I just finished. But no, uh, I, it was really good for my headspace, for my eyes, just really be so relaxing, just quiet. The kids are asleep. My wife typically is an early, early to bed type person. And I would still be up, you know, say 9, 30, 10 o'clock, like reading at the kitchen table and just really enjoying that quiet time and so peaceful. And that, mm-hmm. that really helped. And, and I, so I'm, I've made it a point to make that more of a, of a habit for me. So a non-negotiable, again, not staying up, abusing technology late into the day, because I think that can be a real mm-hmm. killer. And then for sure, um, I think movement is every single day. We need to have something that we're doing. And I'm, I am much more moderate in the way I train, the way I go about my training, but I'm much more um, of a full body approach. So whenever mm-hmm. I train, I don't do bodybuilding splits and stuff like I used to do, or you know, have like a mm-hmm. whole hour dedicated to arms. Like well, that mm-hmm. seems like such a waste of time, to be honest with you. Unless you're mm-hmm. a, a, a competitive bodybuilder, um, mm-hmm. no, I try to do big lifts that matter and not necessarily super heavy, but mixing things together, uh, always finding a way to incorporate mobility and some mm-hmm. type of maybe explosive exercise. Uh, with uh, a strength, a, a, a truly strength building type of movement that's total body. And uh, sometimes my shorter workouts are my best workouts. You know, mm-hmm. these under 30 minute routines where you're just, you're not even really resting. You're just flying through as much as you can because you're strained for time as most of us are. And um, so I've really enjoyed that. And we do yoga here once a week, every week. And uh, that's been really good for my old 47-year-old butt that needs as much mobility as I can possibly get. I've been doing yoga for years and I still suck, but I do it. And um, and on top of that, walking. I, I just think like there's just, we should always be trying to get as many steps in every day as possible. Um, yeah. I just, you know, it's it's that, it's the easy answer, right? Look, walk more, but, but like, good walking like fast pace like intentional walking you know get that yeah. elevate the heart rate and 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 walk with you know kind of thoughtful walking like how are how are my legs feeling how are how, yeah. how am i how am i moving here how's my breathing am i labor am i laboring here 
I shouldn't be. I'm walking. Um, and, um, and I, I just, I, I love it. And, I, and so, of course, I'm also always looking at how many steps I have on my, on my smartwatch and looking at my resting heart rate and my quality of sleep and all of those things. So I, I think over the last several years, I've been really in tune with my overall health by kind of monitoring it myself and looking at it. And, uh, and then it's just confirmed when you go to the doctors, I just had some dental work done and they always take your, your blood pressure when you go to the dentist. Now that's kind of a newer thing that they mm-hmm. started doing a few years ago. And she looked at it and she goes, Oh, okay. BP of a teenager. And, nice. and, it, and it just, it's good confirmation. It's like, yeah. yes, man. I mean, I'm far from a teenager, but it's nice that everything's still functioning, you know, that yeah. way. So, um, those are, I would say, some of my my non-negotiables. Some of the things. What does it look like on the food front for you? Like, what's Ooh. the rhythm on nutrition for yeah. you? That's where I would say I'm weakest, only because my appetite gets the best of me. Um, I can get lost in my work and go pretty much a whole day here eating like once. Like, mm-hmm. and in the morning, I I do a lousy job of eating breakfast at home because I'm just. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, if my wife's not home because she's gone to work early, it's me and the dogs and the kids and and life's a bit crazy. So I just kind of sip on coffee while I'm at home. I'll get to work. Sometimes I'll, I'll have some, you know, some eggs and stuff here. Sometimes I'll skip breakfast altogether. My first meal is lunch, which is typically pretty healthy. Um, so it's almost like I've, I've done like this accidental fasting and then I'll have uh, I'll, I'll have too many calories typically later in the day than I would like mm-hmm. to. I would say that's mm-hmm. my downfall. It's not necessarily the foods I'm eating. It's how much I'm eating late, later in the day. And yeah. I, I think that can work against people. I don't highly recommend it, like saving all of your nutrition for like dinner. Uh, yeah. But I know a lot of people will do that accidentally like I, like I do. Uh, mm-hmm. So I try to make it a point at least have couple a couple of meals here while I'm working uh, and try to stick to more of three square meals. Good, you know, because mm-hmm. at this stage of my life, I'm not looking to like get on a stage. I'm not looking to pack on more muscle. Uh, I'm, I'm plenty big. I'm plenty muscular. It's more about watching my caloric intake and how strategically did I eat and how much sugar did I avoid? You know, how much mm-hmm. or how much crap did I avoid in my day? Like, did I did I eat an avocado instead of a donut? You know, did I, you know, like, did I have good nutritionally dense foods? And I lost over 20 pounds about a year and a half ago just because I was counting my macros on an on an app and really like knowing probably within 50 to 100 calories how much I was eating every day. And mm-hmm without changing anything else, I dropped 20 pounds. I got down nice. to like 191 or something, which felt too light. But, um, you know, now I'm back up like to like 215. I think my ideal weight is probably like 205 and I'm just have a hard time sticking there. Again, it's because of my erratic eating patterns uh, and probably uh, overconsumption of oftentimes healthy foods. Yeah. You know, I think like, not just the content of what you shared there, but like the reflective process I found very valuable because even someone like you with this much of experience, we all have some areas that come really easy to us. Yes. 
And then some areas that we actually need to intentionally put a little more effort. It's very clear that nutrition is your place where you're still consciously adjusting and making improvements and changes where it's like training is probably something that pulls you in because you love the experience of being strong and doing it and you feel so good. And nutrition is an area where you need to be a little more detailed and focused. So, and I think there's some people who are the opposite too. Some people are like, man, like food is fine. Got that dialed in, but I got to get myself motivated to like exercise and strength train. So I think it's good for us to just recognize that we have some things that come easy, some things that take a little more effort. It's all important. It doesn't need to be perfect, but the more conscious we can be of those areas that are a little more of the struggle areas, Mm. we can make changes. And also believing in your ability to like pull a few levers and make a shift. So it's not like you're always going to be at your goal weight. But I mean, if, if, if we said, Chris, in eight weeks, you know, be at 205 pounds, you would know exactly what to do, Yeah, you know? And so that's also freedom too, in that sense. Yeah. And and honestly, a lot of it's humility too. Uh, We can, you know, you're a super smart guy, you know, a lot about nutrition and, and training and all of these things. Right. And I've been through a lot in my years and been exposed to so many smart people and, you know, just, I can lean on that experience, but that doesn't mean I, I, I know it all. And sometimes I don't do a good job of holding myself accountable. So I need others to. And I actually work, and you've probably heard of William Grazion, the educated dieter. Maybe, maybe you have, maybe I you have. haven't. Oh man, I should connect you guys. Uh, he's br- absolutely brilliant. He's a local guy. And uh, Will, uh, I, we, Mike and I hired him, and that's, he was my accountability guy nice. for that period, for like six months. And I, when I dropped over 20 pounds, and really leaned out and felt so good. But because I knew I had like a weekly check-in with him and I had to put numbers in. And and when you have accountability for things that are important to you, that's what moves the needle. That's where you get results. And regardless, like I said, of how much you know, knowledge is one thing, but how how are you using it? How are you walking in it? Nice. Great answer. And now to, to we're getting close to wrapping this up, but we got to mm. talk about spirit. And I think mm. we've talked about spirit a lot. And I want to ask you a specific question. It's very clear from this that prayer is a big, important part of your life. The service aspect of what you do is connected to your purpose and spirit. Mm. Speak quickly again into what your actual daily practices are in terms of like ways that you connect to higher power. Yeah. First part of the question. Second part, which I think is also very interesting, is not you, but your kids you're raising them probably in the light and the lens of like stuff that you feel is most true and beneficial for them. Mm. What kind of practices or stuff are you imparting upon them to give them a chance to have their own unique experience to connect to spirit? Yeah. Those are great questions. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a bit of a process. I, uh, and not every day is the same, but very similar. I, in my car, when my kids are in the car, 90 8% of the time I have the message on, which is a serious XM station and it's all Christian uh, music. And why? Well, number one is I know I'm not going to hear a bad word. And I have an 11 year old son and an almost eight year old daughter, and they don't need to hear bad words. At least, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying my wife and I are perfect, but we try to be and mm-hmm. we mess up and uh, we apologize when we do. But for the most part, we're pretty good about it. And I want what they hear in my car uh, when I'm in control of it to be good things, godly mm-hmm. messages, good things that can build them up. And I think it's a, and so I take them to school almost every single day. And so that's what's playing in the car and they know all these songs and we'll, 
one way I can connect with them, because I'll answer your questions kind of at the same time. Um, we talk about big things. We'll talk about God or how you feel at school, how you're treating your friends at school, how you're treating maybe uh, you know, someone you don't like, or how are they treating mm-hmm. you and the emotions that are are attached to that. And um and I'm quick to apologize to my kids too. You know, if my temper gets the best of me, you know, maybe we're rushing around and having trouble getting out of the house and I can be a bit of a, uh, a crotchety old guy, you know, with my kids or be short with them. And then I'll be very quick to apologize to my kids and let them know, you know, daddy's sorry. I, I, you know, you know, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get going here. And sometimes I'll do or say something that's not very kind. And, and, uh, but we, we get past it. So it doesn't linger and doesn't sit there. It's like you get over it quick. That's yeah. it. You know, if you, if you, if you mess up, own it and get past it. And your kids will appreciate that. And again, guess what? They'll be doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. that maybe they'll take ownership of things and be quick to apologize or, or be apologetic when, when needed in their own life. So that's how I start my day is listening to good music. And wh- and then when they get out of the car, I usually crank it up and sing a little louder uh, to, by myself. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, most of them are faith-based, not all, but most are, or leadership-based. And so that's another thing I do aside from music in my car, because I have a decent commute to work in the morning, uh, all told probably from sitting in the car line to getting to work. I'm in the car for a good 45 to 50 minutes every day on the way to work. So I'm going to make use of that time. So I get to to worship and then to usually learn uh, either about God or how to be a better man or how to be a better leader. And then when I get to to work, not every day, but most days, I have a stack of books you can see here. I have a Bible yeah. and two devotionals. And so I've been, I'm just about done with the real thick devotional, which is actually by Bear Grylls. Yes, the, the the survival awesome guy who's all over the world adventurer. Yes, he's a Christian and he's uh, has a devotion that's amazing called Soul Fuel. And then I also have a Tony Evans uh, uh, devotional uh, called Kingdom Man. And that's I've been through that book so many times, the cover's about to fall off. <laughs> and then I have the Bible. And I, I go through about 15 minutes, uh, not every day, but most days, and spend time in the Word. But before I do that, I get on my knees and I pray. And I feel like, and if I have a hat on, I take it off. I know it's just the way I operate. Kind of like when, if they're singing the uh, national anthem, you take your hat off. I'm the same way. I want God to see right into my head. <laughs> So I get on my knees because I feel like that's a man on his knees is a, is a, is a, a powerful man because I'm tapping into something much greater than me. And it just really sets my mind right for the whole day. I just feel better every day when I do it. And, uh, and then again, walking out that those feelings and those belief systems throughout my day with my interactions with my team, uh, whether that's in person or virtually with other team members and and just being mindful and treating others with kindness and respect as often as I can. And um, I, that's, I would say that's the biggest 
it's all in that kind of first part of the day. But I will say, if I have not done my devotion or being in the word early in the day, I will make time for it over my lunch. So mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of always in my mind is like, you know, did I, was I in the word today? Like God deserves at least 10 or 15 minutes of my time. Yeah. And, um, and I think, I think we all, we all should, should think about that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at least people are open to it. That suggestion yeah. that, you know, we, we certainly aren't here again by chance. We are not mistakes. We have, we are here on purpose and we should know, our creator. And so I, I feel it's very important to try and connect and, um, and, and try to do it on a regular basis, if not every day, most days. And don't beat yourself up if you miss a day. That's people are yeah. so quick to beat themselves up for not following through with good habits. And you know what? The life gets a hold of us sometimes and we move in a, a different direction than we thought. But be be gracious enough to just yeah. let things go and 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 uh you know tomorrow's another day another opportunity man what a conversation like <laughs> i thank you seriously for going like super deep i know yeah. the people who are still listening to this right now just received tremendous value and i think a resounding message through this conversation too is surrounding yourself with like the right kinds of people and that could be mm. conversations like this like this stuff in your ear i would say you know in my estimation like this god inspired love stuff that you just shared is like has filled me up and i and wow like i've carried that energy forward into the stuff i have for the rest of my day so chris mm-hmm. thank you so much for all this um i there's going to be links everywhere to your stuff you know, Strong by Design podcast, check that out on YouTube. Criticalbench.com, Critical Bench YouTube channel, phenomenal resources. Check that out. Is there anywhere else you'd like to um, direct people to where they can learn more about you, Critical Bench, mm. all the things that you're up to, just for people who are listening so they know exactly where to go? And again, show notes has all of this stuff as well. Yeah. Um, no, I think let's leave the listeners with just a couple of resources because I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's easiest. And yeah, the podcast is great. Strong by Design podcast. Um, we've had it for many years. So that's a great place to go and consume. Uh, and then certainly YouTube. Just we have so much. We have three channels on YouTube. Uh, two are, are more exercise, fitness, workout. And then one's dedicated to the podcast, Strong by Design. So Critical Bench or Strong by Design, type it into YouTube. And then you have uh, thousands, literally thousands <laughs> of videos to to get to know us, our team, and and what we're all about. So many great free resources. Those are two great places. Chris, it was my absolute pleasure to connect with you again in this format where we can go so deep. It's so fun too that like these podcasts themselves lend themselves to like depth of conversation. Like I've had a deeper conversation with you today than I have with many of my closest friends. And I consider that a deep privilege. Yes. So thank you for sharing this with me. Yeah. That's a hundred percent how I feel too. (laughs) Much more meaningful than most of us um, end up having in a, on a regular basis with people that we care about, but I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. I really, really enjoyed it, Anthony. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash 
Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.